Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 153. This episode is brought to you by our inductive Bible study courses for K through 12. I have an awesome opportunity for you right now to go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 153 and enter to win free Bible curriculum. This is actually physical books that I will get mailed to you if you are the winner. There are multiple opportunities and there will be multiple winners. So head on over to the show notes to learn more about that. And if you haven't tried our inductive Bible studies yet, I want you to grab the free samples, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash samples. Our inductive Bible studies help your kids deep dive into the actual text of scripture and study through complete books of the Bible. This is a life skill that we are so excited to partner with you to help your kids learn. Even if you have no experience with studying the Bible and your kids have no experience, we will walk you through it. And it's not that hard to learn how to do this. We are so excited to offer these resources for you. Learn more at 41more.com forward slash samples. Welcome to episode 153. Today we're chatting about how to keep homeschool paperwork to a minimum. So let me know if this is kind of describing your situation. Do you have piles of homeschool papers to grade? Do you kind of feel overwhelmed because your kids get done their work and then you just have this massive pile and you don't really want to grade it, but you kind of need to let your kids know how they did. You kind of got to give your high schoolers some grades. Is this driving you crazy? Or maybe you have a big old lesson plan book and you spend all weekend writing in there for every kid what math page they're going to do on which day. And then and the next week when you mess up your schedule and you know Tuesday doesn't go as you planned, you have to erase all that and change all the numbers and now your lesson planning's a mess. Or maybe you love Pinterest and you just get sucked down the rabbit hole of Pinterest where you can just download an amazing number of printables. So you've got massive numbers of printables, number one on your computer. You don't really know where they all are because you've downloaded about a thousand since last weekend, but then you also like print them out because they look so cute and you've got all of these printables. So you have all that paperwork. So does any of this sound like your homeschool? If it does, it's okay. But if it's driving you crazy, I want to help you dig yourself out of this homeschool paperwork mess. Because I think if you homeschool, you don't need to be drowning in paperwork. And here are my tips to keep this issue like at bay, minimum, really kind of eliminate the paperwork altogether. If this sounds good to you, listen on. Here are my best actionable strategies for you. The first tip I have for you is to give your kids immediate feedback. This is where homeschooling really shines. 
when your kid is in a traditional classroom and there are 30 students and the teacher has to get back to everyone, this is why you do tons of worksheets, the teacher grades them, you get your grade, you see how you're doing. Sometimes this can be delayed for days or even weeks and you really don't know if you grasp the concept and the teacher keeps moving on. It's not a great way to learn. It's not ideal at all. Um, When you're homeschooling, you don't need to be like a public school. Your kids don't need to do a worksheet for you to know if they understand the, you know, the concept. Now, if you are doing a worksheet, like in math, right? Math typically has, you know, worksheets or written work. It just is the way it is. But you want your kids to have immediate feedback. So have them work on their math right there and check it as they go. There's nothing worse than a child completing an entire math page only to realize they'd been doing the wrong thing on every equation, right? And you could have fixed it right away if you double check their work as they did the first few problems, and then they're not going to continue to make that mistake over and over again. Immediate feedback is really essential. Now, like my high schoolers who are working on their own, they will leave their tests or whatever I need to grade on my desk. And I try to get that graded within definitely within a day if I can, because they need to know right away, okay, did you understand this chemistry chapter? Are you really ready to go forward to the next one? Or do we need to go over some things? So that's really important in the educational process. And you can do immediate feedback when you're homeschooling. This is why we don't do typical spelling curriculum where you study all week and you do silly activities and silly printables all to have this test on 20 unrelated words, right? We actually progress just kind of really naturally and and we do immediate feedback. It's not something where they have to wonder if they understood the spelling rule, right? They know right away and I know right away. This is the thing when you're homeschooling, you know where your kids are at any point. You don't need tons of printables if you don't want to use them. And so even if you do use a lot of worksheets, I would say don't let them accumulate all week and definitely try to get them looked over and then, you know, kind of conference with your kids, make sure you they're on the right page and you're on the right page and you know that they understand the material. You know that old adage, don't expect what you aren't willing to inspect. And this is why it's great to stay right on top of things. Even if you're homeschooling a whole bunch of kids, you can do this just easily look over their work each day and don't let it accumulate. It doesn't take that long to check over an assignment before they move on. So I would say if you're drowning in piles of paperwork and you're like, I have to spend all weekend grading papers. No, you don't. You're not a public school teacher. Get out of that mindset and go ahead and look over, give immediate feedback to your kids. It's much more valuable than waiting a week or two to get your papers back only to find out you really had no idea what you were doing. (laughs) All right. Number two, Um, I would say if you're drowning in lesson plan book paperwork, I would say get rid of that lesson plan book. This is a funny thing because there are teacher lesson planning books marketed toward homeschoolers all the time. If you love it, if you love marking every little box and every little assignment your kids are going to do on 180 days of school, more power to you. But most people, this is just overwhelming. You don't need to do it. This is for public school teachers who have to have it planned out. They have to write the standards they're hitting because their principal comes in and needs to see the lesson plan book on the desk and know what they're teaching that day. This is my experience. I was a middle school teacher and our principal expected to see the lesson plans there with the standards and everything written out. This is not necessary for you as a homeschooler. I live in a state with some of the most stringent requirements for homeschoolers in the United States, and even our state doesn't 
doesn't require to see lesson plans. So I highly doubt your state is requiring you to fill out a lesson plan book. So go ahead and do something much simpler. Find open and go curriculum that's made for the homeschool market where you just open it up. It's easy to follow the instructions. It's written for a homeschooler. It's not written for a classroom and something that you don't need this massive teacher book as well. Find easy to use curriculum and then you find a method that just helps your kids know what to do next. You don't need to know what page of math they're going to be on on day 123 of homeschool. It doesn't matter. You just do the next lesson every day, right? So for the younger kids, work boxes are a great tool because they keep everything organized, all the books and the, you know, all the little things that go with each subject. So if in math you have manipulatives, you can throw them in the workbox drawer along with the math worksheets. You know, in reading, you can put in the book you're reading or handwriting, you can put in their favorite pencil, like whatever they need for each subject. You throw it in their workbox drawer and it's a visual. Your kids know, okay, when I get through all the drawers, I'm done for the day. As your kids get a little older and maybe they grow out of work boxes, we really love using Trello because my teenagers, they love grabbing, getting on the computer and checking off what they need to do. They love rearranging their week. They're totally able to do that because they're in charge and they need to be responsible for getting everything done. So if for some reason they want to get everything moved on over to the beginning of the week and have a lighter end of the week, they can totally do that. So In this case, I never lesson plan. The only thing I do is get a really good overview of the year. So pretty soon here, February, March, April, I'm going to start mapping out next year because I need to see if I need to buy curriculum. I need to, you know, kind of start looking through my stuff, seeing what we're going to do next year. And I'll have an overview and I'll say, okay, this kid is going to use this curriculum and then, okay, they're going to use this for math and this for language arts. And I start figuring it out, but we never write out lesson plans. We never write out what they're doing each day. We just know, okay, these are the subjects we need to do today. Let's just do the next thing on each one. Do you see how much easier it is when you're not bogged down with the nitty gritty? There's no reason to do that. Plus, You have flexibility as a homeschooler, plus you know that real life happens and you can map out your entire year only to be sick for two weeks and everything's thrown out the window at that point, right? So if paperwork is driving you crazy, my second tip is throw out the lesson plan book. You can still have a nice little overview. You can have a chart. You can have a work box. You can do something with Trello, but make it simpler on yourself and don't get bogged down lesson planning every weekend. So my first tip was immediate feedback. Don't let those piles of worksheets creep up on you. My second tip is throw out the lesson plan book. And my third tip is if you're drowning in printables because you just think that that's the way you have to homeschool, and if you don't love it, then figure out things that actually work better than printables. I think I already mentioned that public schools or a traditional classroom situation, they kind of rely heavily on worksheets because they have to have a paper trail to show parents or to prove, you know, whether the child has done the work or not. They kind of have to have busy work because if they're working with one student, everyone else can't just be sitting there, right? They need something to do. And they just rely on paperwork and worksheets to get the grades, to show the work and to keep everyone busy for eight hours a day. But when you're homeschooling, you don't need any of that. While I'm not saying you should never use worksheets, we definitely use them as appropriate. 
I am saying that there are a lot of strategies that work way better than worksheets, even something as simple as narration. So why have your child fill out a book report or reading comprehension sheet or answer silly questions about a book they just read when instead you could have them just tell you verbally and learn to put their words into a cohesive thought out loud? Did you know this is actually the first step to be able to write well? You know, we often wonder, okay, my child is in middle school and they, you know, I told them to write something for me in science or history and they're crying and they have no idea where to start. That's usually because we've never done the baby steps back in elementary school to get them to be able to put their thoughts together and to have a main idea and be able to communicate that even in a, just like two to three sentences, right? So if you start working on this skill when they're in elementary school and you don't just rely on worksheets, you say, okay, Guys, we just read this chapter of, you know, from history, or we just read this book from the library about our science topic. What was the main point that you remember? Or what was the big idea? Or what was the most important thing? Or the most interesting thing? Tell me what you remember. Kids aren't going to feel like they're even doing school. But this is a skill that's going to help them to be able to later on get their thoughts in their mind, kind of verbalize it and then start to write. You know how kids are always paralyzed by that blank sheet of paper? Well, I think it's because a lot of times we don't start in the younger years with those basic foundational steps of getting the main idea and thinking through it in your head before you actually start to write. So that's just one example where narration is a lot more... um, it's just a lot more valuable usually than a pile of worksheets. So that's just one example. But there are a lot of things that work better than printables. And I actually have a post about this. So I will link to it in the show notes if you're curious about, okay, you know, if I don't do tons of printables and worksheets, what in the world will I do in my homeschool? Well, I have a bunch of ideas for you. And I'll link to that in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 153. So what do you think? Are you ready to dig out from that pile of overwhelming paperwork that you have because you're homeschooling? It doesn't have to be this way. And if I've kind of piqued your interest and you're wanting to find some better strategies, definitely check out the links that I'm going to put in the show notes. And I hope you'll at least implement one of these changes in your homeschool and see how it goes. Let me know anytime. I'd love to hear from you if any of this is resonating with you and making a difference in your homeschool feel free to email me anytime at abby at 41more.com. Thanks for joining us today. Check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 153. Grab your free samples of our Bible study curriculum over at 41more.com forward slash samples. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.